You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CounterTalks. Today, I was joined by Nick Holsinger. He is the Canadian Account Manager for Equipment Watch. Uh, Equipment Watch uh, will be familiar to many of you as a construction data firm. Um, they uh, very kindly provide Canadian rental rate numbers, uh, just a, a small sliver of the information that they collect uh, for uh, page nine of the magazine issue, the Equipment Watch, uh, the Canadian Cross Canada Rental Rate Report. And uh, Nick joined me today to uh, talk about some of the numbers uh, over the course of the pandemic and uh, what impact we can see when we look at rental rates uh, of the pandemic and COVID on the industry. Um, we also talked uh, generally about uh, trends and movements uh, in, in rates, uh, how, uh, how rates have changed uh, over the last uh, longer period of time. We talked about inflation that we're all starting to see, uh, rising prices, uh, used uh, price equipment, used equipment prices is what I'm trying to say. And uh, the impact of uh, supply shortages, obviously, that we're, that we're seeing uh, 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 just about every sector and components and uh, machinery coming both from overseas and domestically. Um, so great conversation with Nick Holsinger, a very knowledgeable person, as you'll hear. Uh, please enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you next time on Countertalks. Well, I'm here with Nick Holsinger from Equipment Watch. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, pretty good, Patrick. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick, you're the account manager uh, for Canada for Equipment Watch, uh, and uh, and you have lots of uh, uh, insights and knowledge of uh, of all these equipment rates. That uh, it, it, it's always very nice of Equipment Watch to share their Canadian data with us for uh, for each issue of uh, Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Um, and so we have our, our, our page in there that we uh, run every time we have room right. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's always very, very good to get some, get some real data. Why don't you start off by, uh, just introducing, uh, yourself, your background and, uh, what you do for Equipment Watch and, and maybe a little bit about, uh, the company itself. Sure. Absolutely. So I've been with the company now for almost four years. And, uh, what I do is kind of like what you alluded to earlier, that I'm the account manager for all of Canada. So anytime someone wants to call in or deal with uh, uh, customer support, they normally will deal with me. They'll call me first. And uh, so I typically in charge of renewing them, getting them uh, extra you know, information or subscriptions, whatever they need, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to Equipment Watch, it's pretty interesting. Uh, we're kind of a, almost like a data startup, but we've been around since 1958. Oh. So... Back then, there's just like two or three guys going around to these auctions or these rental uh, houses and just like writing stuff down manually, right? And so there's been a lot of changes. Um, You might not know this, but there's uh, construction tech is about a billion dollar industry now. And so that's increased tenfold in the past decade. And so there's about 10 or so players. What we focus on is normally um, ownership and operating expenses for equipment. Uh, market values, future market values, so residuals for financial companies, and then particular interest for you, for rental information. Um, so we collect rental information all the way down to the zip code uh, for both Canada uh, North, and pretty much we call it the North American market, so Mexico, Canada, the United States. Hmm. 
Wow. Well, that that is the critical uh, information. I think that uh, that everybody listening uh, uh, really needs, and uh, definitely uh, encourage everybody to uh, uh, take a look at uh, all the things that Equipment Watch does. Because our our little page in the in in the magazine is you know just a snapshot, a, a quick spreadsheet of some key categories uh, that we we try to update quarterly. Uh, I know you guys have way way more. Um, and uh, you make a nice uh, you make a nice uh, Canadian uh, analysis package uh, that I've seen, and uh, and and you're doing white papers and a number of different things. So uh, lots of lots of data there. But anyways, today we're we're just going to look at uh, I guess some of the top level stuff. And and as I said to you before, one of my uh, you know what I'm curious about, and I think what a lot of peer, people are curious about is you know what what if what effects does the pandemic have? Where is it going? Uh, you know, let's let's see if we can we we can talk about the numbers a little bit and uh, and see if we can tease out any any trends from that that might give us some some insight. Um, start off though. Um, so you mentioned uh, you're not running around scribbling down on a on a, on a piece of uh, legal legal pad anymore uh, <laughs> at the right, at right. the auctions. How how are you guys collecting this data these days? You could call us a little big data. Right. Yeah. So uh, essentially, you would be surprised, shocked almost how much is uh, this information is in the public domain. Right. So, of course, we're collecting all of those advertised rates that you that you could just look up yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, we have to do more than that. Otherwise, we'd be skewed toward those advertised rates, especially the larger players. Right. So after we collect that advertised rates, we have data partnerships or licenses with all these regional players, these, you know, these niche marketplaces to make sure that we're getting an actual aggregate. Um, now, the only thing we have to do is they, they request that we definitely anonymize. So you can't pull up uh, from our website, um, you know, two different rental houses. We do um, kind of give it a regional flavor, um, but that way they trust us to publish a generic average rental rate for that, those regions. Right. And so we're hoping to provide, and we do provide our customers an accurate regional flavor for those rates. I, I can't even get half my readers to put their rates on their own website. So I can imagine the, right. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's very, it's very hard. So typically what we do is we give them uh, either like a discount or on our other subscriptions, or we give them some information they want, like telematics or, mm. you know, maybe some maintenance information or overhaul traditional annual use hours, things that they want. And we give them an exchange and that's how a data partnership is born. Wow. So twofold to answer your uh just like you, you know, see, it's hard to get those rates. So advertised rates plus re, uh, plus regional partnerships. Great, great, great. Um, okay, so well, let's 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 talk about the the, the numbers. Um, I guess looking at, uh, I I just got your Q three numbers uh, right. not not long ago. Um, we could talk about that. We could we could go back a little farther if you want. What, what what trends are standing out to you now? What's 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 jumping off the page when you when you look at rate movements in the last uh, I don't know six months. Yeah, it's been really interesting because you have to, you know, put the pandemic because we're finally getting back to almost Q1 of 2020 rates. Okay. As you can see that, so there was a lot of variance over the past year that's directly pandemic related. Uh, we're seeing all 10 categories that we track increasing month over month, uh, quarter over quarter. And um, I think, I mean, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but you're starting to see all these increases are tied into some of the used equipment pricing, some of the supply side dynamics, but essentially we are mostly are on our way back to recovering from COVID okay. uh, except God forbid, if say an echo variant comes out. Right. Right. But uh, you're seeing those rates slowly get back and even surpassing 
the uh, the Q2 2020 rates. Okay, and so there, there was, but there was a noticeable drop in rates uh, earlier on in the pandemic. Absolutely, except for some uh, uh, pieces like uh, I don't know why uh, this happened, but lifts, lifts skyrocketed in Q2, Q3 of 2020. Um, I can't speculate why, but I can take a guess. Uh, maybe it had something to do with uh, warehousing, uh, that industry, um, the logistics supply side. Uh, maybe they were uh, really um, jammed up uh, trying to uh, stock things and organize a different way. And that really, that's pure speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. But that was the one that really stuck out to me was the historic highs for lifts in Q2, Q3 last year. I, I, I love speculation and, and that's a, that's a good one. Um, the, 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 uh, residential construction was still very strong. Um, that might've driven a tiny bit of lifts, maybe on the multi, uh, family. Um, the, yeah, I, I like the warehouse. I also like, um, a lot of factories, uh, manufacturing factories took that opportunity during COVID to do their, their shutdown and maintenance at a different time of year, most factories will have a, a one week, two week period where they shut down for uh, and do all their maintenance at once. Uh, right. That's a big lift driver. Uh, right. And and the pandemic forced, you know, a lot a lot of factories to do that uh, all at the same time. So there's a couple right. of possible answers. Uh, but yeah, as you say, we're kind of, uh, yeah. you know, we're just going on on, on on what seems to make sense. But that that, that, that is interesting. So lifts, right. were, lifts were good and everything else yeah. took a took a bit of a, a bit of a yeah. dip. And if they didn't take a dip, there was a, a, a higher level of variance that we've ever seen the past, say, a decade. So when it comes to rental rates, let me pull up a little chart. You know, it's been pretty like uh, following on the market, if you will, mm-hmm. for the past decade. I'm talking ever since the Great Recession back in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. But they've been fairly stable over the past decade until last year when we saw a bit of a dip. Uh, and so if I'm looking at our data, you're, you're seeing a large variance of lifts. So I talked about, you know, kind of like the, the warehouse part, but then uh, lift trucks, like pneumatic lift trucks, saw a big increase in Q4, and then plateaued the beginning of this year. And you're seeing some variance when it comes to things like track loaders and, um, you know, kind of anything other than heavy construction. In regards to heavy construction, they were kind of stable stabilized at the beginning of this year but they're increasing uh much more rapidly yeah these these sound like yeah these are following uh uh, market trends economic trends uh during the pandemic one of the i had an economist uh at a conference i was at talking about uh how the 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 recession and the booms that were caused by the by the pandemic were were very siloed uh it would it would be in a sector one sector would be way up, one sector would be way down. The, the, the effects, unlike a, unlike a normal, quote unquote, normal recession, the effects were not broad uh, across all the sectors, more or less the same. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, uh, track loader, uh, you know, th- there's something, again, useful for light construction and possibly residential. Uh, and we know th- th- those projects, if anything, stormed ahead, at, at least until the construction supplies ran out, which is now what we're up against. And we're going to get to the supply stuff because that's I, I think that's the, probably the most important factor we're all we're all facing right now. But but at least initially in the in the, in the heart of things last year, um, you know, the residential people, well, you couldn't get a contractor to return your calls. They, they, Absolutely. They, you know, they're 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 so busy because every everyone was at home and wanted things done. 
Um, specifically, yeah. real quick, specifically on the, on the state side, I'm curious the Canadian side too. We had all those public projects that they were paid for, so they still uh, they still went through. But it'll be interesting to see this year uh, coming up if uh, the tax, you know, the tax sellers you know, just aren't there from the revenue from this year. And yeah. so we're anticipating maybe some less uh, demand in the public sector uh, and less, uh, you know, this, uh, well, this infrastructure building the state side just got uh, passed. So hopefully that'll give a boost, but maybe there'll be equivalent on the Canadian side as well. Yeah, we we had a we we had uh, quite a bit of infrastructure spending in the last budget. Um, we're going to see a similar, um, uh, you know, scale to us. Uh, I, I think uh, that's going to sort of support or or keep the keep the public projects uh, going forward. The the hit the lagging hit, like you say, initially commercial all ICI was fairly stable, um, but what happened was, um, but, but now it's biting, right? Like, and, and the, the, the commercial real estate uh, uh, drop, drop uh, is, has made a lot of buildings, you know, not, not investing in, in, in building infrastructure. And uh, we're, so we're seeing it, we're, we're seeing the lag now, but, but it's all, it really, there is still enough demand there. It's all supply side. I, I mean, it's Correct. just, this, this is, this is just, it's choking every absolutely everything, um, and uh, the public projects, like you say, bought and paid for. But uh, you know, it, it, it hardly matters, right? I mean, I right. mean, if you can't get the if you can't get the materials, you ain't doing the work. Uh, right. And everybody's activating whatever clauses there are in their contracts to, uh, to 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 delay things or you know default. And it's 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 well, we we need these supply chain issues to to unchoke fairly soon. In, in the in the little recovery that we're seeing. In the in the rent back to the rental rates, um, uh, any any category stand out? Any anything doing better, or is it is it more or less all all, all boats are floating? Yeah, all boats are definitely rising uh, yeah, due to these okay. supply issues, I'd say. But particularly, we're seeing the largest increases in compactors um, and uh, specifically excavators as well. Hmm. So more of those uh, you know actual construction ready materials and um, equipment. Okay, interesting. Um, we talked a little bit before we started about uh, uh, Canadian regions. Uh, what are we seeing there as far as any uh, discrepancies or differences? Right. I was kind of surprised by this, as I, as I told you earlier, but there's a massive difference between Eastern and Western Canada. So mm. there's a, a much greater variance um, that we're seeing between the two. And so I kind of speculated with you earlier, I think it has to do with kind of the, the mining and the oil fields and maybe the logging industry as well. And we're, we're seeing the, the slow recovery versus the, the rapid change on the east side. Yeah. So it's still, it's still lagging behind because there's still, I'm speculating, still plenty of uh, projects and business and, and all sorts of industry going on out there. So specifically, it looks like uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. Hmm. Yeah, well, that, that'll be oil price uh, uh, related, again, initially, like from 2020 lagging effects from from the from the pandemic um they've had a little bit of a slower recovery in terms of being able to open up and getting back to normal uh in right. alberta uh a little lower vaccination rates and uh and so uh i, I think that's that's put a drag on things but uh, that that's that's interesting i mean that <laughs> the oil prices are certainly up now uh right. and everything's <laughs> and everything's everything's roaring back um, so maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see those rates, uh, uh, start to catch up to, to Eastern Canada a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't right. have, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised, uh, I, I, economically, 
a lot of what we a lot of what drives rental rates here in the east i think were were really through 2020 to a surprising degree to a degree that no one really thought um things just kept ticking along you know at a fair i mean that there was the initial adjustment march april you know how do we do this how do we work how do we right. get out on sites but once that was cleared out of the way again a lot of people were too busy to take the work that was that was on offer right. so so eastern eastern a little a little bit different for sure that's interesting I'll be curious to see, speaking about the oil prices, I'll be curious to see if there's any kind of, uh, you know, rapid speculation or undue concern. I know that uh, Biden just admitted, I think it was uh, the past couple of days, and they might cancel or shut down another pipeline. So I know oh, Keystone boy. Keystone was the big news last year, but mm-hmm. uh, I just saw some news that uh, they're investigating another one. So Wow. Well, mm-hmm. we don't. We don't, we don't need any more of that, uh, that, you know, that I think as, as we were saying that, that the oils that, sorry, folks, uh, the, the oil has to get there somehow. Uh, right. and, uh, and if it ain't pipelines, it's trucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can do that. You can do the, the carbon hit math on, on all of that. Right. And, and, and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll come to a different conclusion, but, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll leave the, I guess we'll leave the environmental politics <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to others. Right. Right. <laughs> just, right. All, all I, I just hey, thought that was interesting. All I know is if you're, all I know is if you're a rental store in Alberta, y- you, you would like those pipelines to go ahead and, Correct. uh, mm-hmm. and, and you need that industry to, to do what it can do, uh, in order to, uh, get you the work and the job that you that that you need and, and there is significant pipe there is a significant pipeline that the, the one out to vancouver i'm i'm drawing a blank on the name right uh uh it is is going forward after mm, 800 million hurdles and uh it, apparently it is going forward and uh, and some some of my alberta friends have told me that they're they're fairly excited about about some of the prospects there it's gonna it's gonna really help some things uh because they'll they'll just they'll be tanking the oil they'll be piping the oil to uh, Vancouver area and getting on ships there and yeah they, keep it entirely in house yeah 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 exactly I know <laughs> yeah it would have been nice to pipeline it directly to Texas but uh, right oh, oh well <laughs> you yep. know not not uh, not not the way it's going to work so um, if 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 someone came to you and said um, what did COVID do to rental rates? What was the, what was the, what was the impact in a, in a, in a big picture kind of way? What would you tell them? Um, you know, other than those, you know, slight variants we saw on the, like light construction, those left side, I mean, significant decrease. Mm. Uh, I'm looking at the, the chart here and, um, you know, it had been, yeah, we had a bit of a, I'm looking for the past decade and ever again, uh, since the Great Recession, right, where we had uh, the last major fl- uh, fluctuation in pricing. Uh, for the past 10 years, rental pricing has been uh, pretty much flat, uh, pretty much um, very limited volatility until last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year we saw, um, you know, about 5% decrease mm-hmm. uh, in rental pricing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's the first time we've had a, a negative dip since that Great Recession. And so we're, we're approaching, uh, you know, pre kind of um, um, COVID pricing soon. But again, that was a, there was a, a, a historic dip because of COVID and rental pricing. Now, the, 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 uh, the other side of it now is, uh, of course, inflation is, is the big worry. Correct. Um, and 
and uh, and and we're you know absolutely everyone is seeing it in their costs. Uh, uh, the rental stores have to be thinking about what what they're going to do with their pricing. Um, can we expect, I guess, that 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 decrease to be made up, and 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 possibly uh, we're we're going to have to we're going to have to go even even farther with with raising prices. Right. Uh, I'm. I we're not anticipating any uh, decline in. Uh, rental rates. I mean, if anything, they're going to uh, keep getting higher uh, exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that there's only basically four things that we could see stopping that, right? And they all have. They're all tied to these supply side uh, dynamics you're discussing. But um, the three headwinds that we anticipate is you know continued elevated materials pricing, um, continued disruption to the supply chain, and then uh, something we haven't touched on yet, but labor shortages. Mm. Uh, and uh, so those are kind of the three headwinds. Uh, needless to say, you know, of course, any additional COVID variant or economic uncertainty due to that. Right. But essentially, those are the headwinds we see, but we're not seeing any tailoring in the uh, increased rental prices. When you look at the Canadian numbers, um, is there anything in them that says to you, this is a supply disruption, not necessarily the regular kind of impact? on rental rates that 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 almost everything pre-pandemic was due to demand fluctuations in demand of right. one kind or another um, um now is there something there that is there something there that says supply side to you um it actually is the you know the used equipment pricing right so that's what we're seeing that's what leads us to say it is supply side because we're seeing i, I have to say it it's a historic increase in used equipment pricing Mm. Uh, even more than what we saw in the Great Recession. So mm. we're looking at a 20% increase in a quarter over quarter used equipment pricing. Wow. Um, so probably by the end of the year, we're going to approach uh, a 30% used equipment price increase for the whole year. That's a spike. Yeah. Which is like a that's... massive, massive <laughs> spike. Wow. Um, so we actually did a survey of our customers. Um, over 50% said they're having a hard time you know, getting used equipment, it's being delayed. I mean, it's the same thing across the board for every industry. Um, it has to do with limited supply and also people are just buying. Like people think in Canada and the United States, people think the economy's doing badly just because of the supply issues. It's not, people are buying too much, Yeah. right? People are just buying everything. And, uh, you know, when you have like foodstuffs uh, versus luxury goods or versus, you know, the, the margin, for these OEMs, it's pretty low. You'd be surprised. So luxury goods, they can pay to have the, the container ships come through, pay for these trucking issues. So you're seeing these uh, OEMs struggling to get their products out and uh, used dealerships struggling to get things to sell. Yeah, I had some, I've had some conversations with uh, uh, people from John Deere, people from CAD, uh, you know, and, uh, absolutely. I mean, well, it's right. the chip, it's the chips. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. just mm-hmm. that, you know, they, 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 they have no answer for that. Right. They so can't. Right. The only companies that we see, cause we have, you know, besides equipment watch, we also have side verticals that deal with like cars and trucks and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The only people that we're seeing that are handling this, this whole impact well is the people that produce chips in house. So, you know, Apple, of course, um, Tesla, um, they can kind of cannibalize and their, 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 you know, other lines and into the, the mass production cards that they're doing. Um, so they're, they're delaying like the Cybertruck, for example, and really pushing out the, the Y model. 
which of course is sold out in North America through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Toyota as well. Toyota has their own internal chip that they uh, they have like a sole source uh, provider for, right. which really helped them weather out. But you know, the big three in the United States are really suffering because they just outsourced all that. Yeah, I read I read something about that. How Toyota had done a, a of all the Excellent automakers job. had Correct. done a, had done a, a better job than just about anybody else of weathering the storm. And yeah, and that's why they they have in house chip production. I did not know that, uh, right. but uh, I guess that makes sense. They're they're there in Japan. A lot of the chips are well, but the, a lot right. of the chips are in the China. Big ones out of t- Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, is mm-hmm. the big one. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's interesting. That uh, well. It's, uh, you know, the, the, well, we, uh, a topic for another day would be the wisdom right. of uh, globalization. Correct. Uh, globalized what's, what's manufacturing the word, what's and all the word I'm looking for that's caused us <laughs> such a big problem? I should know this, but it's like uh, on time. Is that the on uh, just, time? Ju- just, in, just in time manufacturing. Mm-hmm. I, and that's I, caused the hugest problems. This year. Yeah. In, in, in my in my previous life in the late 80s I was a machine tool salesman there you and go. Uh, yeah and uh, and of course the rage well the only thing anyone w- was talking about besides ISO 9000 was uh, quality control was right. uh, was just in time just in time manufacturing and this this was the objective was always to have uh, nothing on inventory or, or the minimum amount on inventory right everything coming in uh, uh, as and when it was needed. Oh, get or get organized, cut your costs, and and have everything arriving right at your door. And uh, well, you know what? It 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 worked okay. Uh, I think I think a lot of companies took the foot off the throttle on that a little bit, uh, even even before uh, the pandemic. But uh, you know, now we're seeing the uh, now right. we're seeing the downside. And, and the other of- right, the other thing too is what we call the uh, the, the the great resignation. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing just all sorts of labor turnover, uh, people realizing their worth, uh, advocating for, you know, uh, better pay. I mean, look what happened. You just you just mentioned the two OEMs, John Deere and Caterpillar. They just had you know, strikes and yeah. uh, labor disputes. And uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's not uh, helping the uh, you know, OEM production either. No, no. It, it, it's hard at all levels to uh, to, 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 to to get labor. Um, and, you know, you, you can see why. I mean, we've talked about how demand never slowed. Uh, uh, people are awash in money. Uh, right. uh, there's, there's been essentially free debt, free money uh, uh, at the interest rates for so many years. Um, people's bank accounts are, 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 are exploding with the, their unused vacation money, uh, even at a grassroots level. And, and, right. companies have been, and companies have been sitting on cash uh, and not, right. not reinvesting to, it, to, to a great degree for, for many, many years now. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so, you know, under the under those conditions, uh, you know, filling up that that labor supply and having everybody uh, rush back to work, yeah, yeah, maybe not so much, you know, or or, right. or maybe they're looking for maybe they're looking for options. Now the U.S. job numbers, uh, I believe, that just came out were pretty good. Yes. Um, so uh, maybe maybe uh, I, I don't know what's uh, I'm not sure what the situation is 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 here just yet, but uh, you know hopefully there's hopefully there's there's yeah some desire to come back that was interesting it was i don't know how much uh you know compatibility there is between the the u.s jobs report and the canadian jobs report i don't know if there's like a a, a co-equation there um but uh, yeah there's there's i think five hundred thousand jobs filled over the last quarter but there's still a ton of people that are still on the sideline mm-hmm. um so there's mm-hmm. still a continued growth as those people get employed 
a big part of a big part of the factor that that just sort of you know all these all these factors feed into uh into things in the end right and uh and that's uh you know if and so if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're a rental store and you're gonna hire back people that you had to lay off uh during the pandemic but now they want it now they want a couple of bucks more uh uh uh, doug ford here in ontario just said that he's uh, putting the minimum wage up to 15 bucks an hour not that not not too many rental store people make minimum wage, but that, you know that, that it, it it has a effect of of boosting everything, and right. um, and uh, you know, so what do you have to do with your rates? Well, you you got to you yeah. got to make more pass, money to cover these the cost along. The cost yeah. has got to pass along. There's 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 really no other alternative, uh, or else you're uh, you're eating out of a can. So there you go. Right. I'd be curious because. The big thing you're hearing in the kind of like the the normal retail markets or the consumer goods is shrink shrinkflation. Mm. So I'll be curious what the rental houses are doing to kind of uh you know if they can't if they don't want to pass the cost along to their customers, how are they reducing services? Are they reducing uh, other amenities to kind of avoid raising pricing? Uh, that'd be a good uh, thing yeah. for us to research or publish or investigate yeah. later. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So there's my assignment. I have to go do get a story done. On that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, uh, our our back page columnist uh, uh, Adam Snook has been has been uh, raving for uh, uh, some time, uh, uh, really since he started writing the column uh, uh, about just what you were talking about the flatness of, uh, of rates how uh, how how rental stores have have not been aggressive enough in in, in raising the rates and passing along those costs uh how so many uh places just uh y- you know they they they're so determined not to turn a customer away uh that uh that they're that, you know they 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 keep it where it is and it, and it and over time it becomes it just becomes you're making less and less money each year and you start to see right. stores go down which of course is what you what you've seen and consolidation and you know independent places uh, not uh, not being able to stay stay afloat and um and, and yeah the, the, that that's you know that's that's the kind of thing i think everyone's going to have to take a fresh look at is uh right. is is well and you know maybe that maybe there's an opportunity there i mean i mean certainly right. no one is going to be surprised or shocked or or fall off their chair these days if you tell them you've had a rate increase right exactly uh, everyone is doing it uh, at every level, uh, you know, and and so maybe this long, long freeze on rental rates—well, not a freeze, but a you know a stagflation or something—is right. uh, yeah. As far as as far as cutting back what you do and not offering the same services, I mean that's a death sentence in the rental right. business, right? I, I right. mean you you can't you 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 can't be offering people less. Uh, it, it, it's they're they're sooner, uh, in my opinion. They're 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 sooner to 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 pay a little more, not without some grumbling, uh, right. but they're sooner to pay a little more than to uh, you know than to than to take take well. Less. Well, to riff off of that, the other thing they can do is just uh, I mean, if I could plug, you come watch, yeah, right? Go for it. If they're you know, data is just going to be continued crucial, and when we're looking at this volatility, right? Mm-hmm. So something they can do is start looking at equipment because the demand is so high for these user equipment, if they're not renting it out very often, this would be a great time to divest of equipment they're not renting out too often. Take advantage of sky high used equipment pricing. Um, so that's the service we actually do is we do what we call disposition analysis. Uh, we can tell you the sweet spot of when to sell something after so many hours 
uh, what time of the year is best. I mean, typically, you know, before or after the big, the big Ritchie brothers auction, right. In uh, right. Orlando. Right. But um, yeah, so that would be something I would advise people is just take, take advantage of whatever data is available to you. Come watch or not, but say, Hey, if you want us, but uh, take advantage of that, uh, the, the, the sky high use equipment pricing and Hey, this might be a good chance to uh, reassess your fleet and uh, make some profit off. Of it. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Sell, sell, sell. Uh, yeah. Get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're, if you've got anything, you know, t- take a look at those usage rates uh, and, and, you know, make, make, maybe make some, uh, some, some tough decisions. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a great, that's, that's a great piece of advice. Um what about the what about the price of new equipment going forward, Nick? Uh, 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 obviously, massive inflationary pressure on 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 everything. Right. Um, even if the if the day comes when when they they've spent the twenty billion dollars to build a few more factories, sorry, each factory is about twenty billion dollars, right. um, and uh, and we actually start to have enough chips again, or well, that's it won't require that. I mean, they'll right. be able to catch up eventually. Um, but, uh, what, what, what are we thinking about, uh, the prices of new equipment going forward and, and, and what sort of levels of inflation we might see? Yeah, it's definitely going up. Uh, and we're definitely seeing the inflation. I mean, you knew that, right? Everything's going up, but the, what, what, there's going to be two escalators that we're thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. One is if continued, uh, labor and materials is still, uh, so volatile and so scarce. Mm-hmm. The other has to do more about political and, and specifically geopolitical, are we going to see more domestic production by the OEMs? And are we going to see new factories being built, which again, you know, will further increase pricing when you have the labor, uh, when you have less outsourcing, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So looking at the big manufacturers, most of them are already in-house, but I'm talking about bringing their subsidiaries, bringing the the specific subcomponents more in domestic production as well, or what they consider, um, you know, moving maybe to, we're actually seeing some trends to other Southeastern countries, you know, so maybe out of China into Vietnam, Malaysia, so on and so forth. So into different countries. So maybe a consolidation, but either way, those costs are going to be passed along. So, I but it's hard somebody... for us. We're, go yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, it's hard for us. We, we're seeing the MSRPs increasing, but again, you know, unless we call up the OEMs and ask, we can only speculate why the MSRP is going up. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's not hard to, you know, that they're facing all the same pressures downstream of their production as, 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 as everybody else does. Um, And, you know, I, I, again, this is now I'm, now I'm future, futurizing, (laughs) futuristic, futuristic, science fictioning. Um, But uh, it it does occur to me that you possibly could bring some manufacturing back uh, to this country with some investment in the kinds of modern uh, technology that's available now. Uh, robotics, a lot of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, yeah, robotics data. Uh, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of things you can do in a, in, in a manufacturing process that honestly, when a lot of this offshore was, was occurring in the first place in the late nineties, early two thousands, um, the, um, you know, the, the plants that they were moving out of had been built in the sixties. Yep. Uh, and, and, and not, not a lot had been done. In, in a lot in, in many 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 of these cases and it was a question of you know do you invest the capital to 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 bring that plan up to speed or do you do something uh or or do you do you just send it to china that's easy right, right? uh right. you know we don't have to do it um so uh so so you know would you have to see a massive price driver 
uh, uh, with manufacturing brought back. Eh, I don't know. You know, I, I, as long as they yeah. keep it, as long as they keep interest rates low. Right now, if they raise rates, whoa. I don't, I don't like to think right. what's going to happen to the economy, but, uh, but that's- I've seen, I've seen some speculation that they, I mean, this is all speculation, but that, that, you know, they're not planning on the fed, at least for the United States, isn't planning on raising rates until the end of 2022, maybe 2023, Good. but again, pure speculation, yeah. but I want to touch to the point you just made. I think you're right because we're looking at a, 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 a third revolution in industrial production. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned robots, but there's going to be a massive, increase the robotics tool to drive down labor costs, but still all that equipment's expensive. You have to retrofit those 1960s factories, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Two, the big data analytics. Uh, And then three is uh, some of these new production uh, techniques. I'm just looking at Tesla because it's such a headline driver in the United States. But think about, uh, just look at the Model Y, right? Very popular in Ontario. I'm sure you see them all over the place. But they are taking what was a 20,000 you know, part machine, and they're doing these new mega casts, so they can do almost the entire chassis with very few parts of these these you know, massive casting machines. It's only a matter of time before these OEMs do the same thing. Yeah. Right. Reduce wow. the labor, reduce the assembly lines. You know, of course, it's a it's a these are custom built. I think Italian company that makes these casters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you have those set, I mean, how often does a uh, you know, you have, I'm looking at Caterpillar thinking, look, how often, I mean, the D8T and the 336, they've been in production for years. They just have slight variances. So you can have the major chassis in one or two pieces, and then you've really simplified your production. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a great point. And that's the kind of thing that, that's possible these days that, that a lot of North American companies, honestly, just weren't doing. Uh, just because they didn't want to put that, they didn't want to put the initial cash layout because it would impact their 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 numbers for the next couple of quarters. Uh, but uh, you know, there's no problem that money can't solve. And and what is there, <laughs> you know, and 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 what is what is there uh, uh, an abundance of these days? Money, uh, right. you know, money, cheap money, 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 easy money. credit. Yeah, easy credit, and 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 companies can go out there, and banks are willing to help them. Uh, and, uh, and they'll, you know, they, they, they can, they can make those kinds of investments, but of course we're talking about, uh, you know, stuff that's a, a, a long way, a long way upstream of the rental, right. uh, the rental industry. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. All I can say is I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, that we could see some of that manufacturing come back. Uh, God forbid, you might even be able to buy a Canadian made piece of equipment. I, I, I yep. don't even, I don't yep. even know what that would look like, but, uh, that would, <laughs> Well, I shouldn't say that. We have uh, we have a load lifter up there in Stouffville, and uh, and they're making some well, very nice telehandlers. Remember, remember, you had uh, I'm going way back in my my Cold War history, but you had the big uh, was the Canadian Arrow, the big Canadian Arrow jet. Oh, the, the Arrow, the Avril yeah. Arrow. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. You're going, you're going, yeah. That you are going Cold War. You're going to the 50s. Uh, right. I know that was a, I know that was a that. big big deal for Canadian history. And then you, of course wow. you have Bombardier. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bombardier. Bombardier is still there in uh, in, mm-hmm. in Quebec making uh, making just uh, passengers. Je, je suis désolé pour my uh, my Quebecois. <laughs> Very nice. My goodness, Nick, you, you you're, you're prepared to do the Canadian. Yes. Thing. Do, you, yes. Do, you, do you get into total sideline? Do you get into Quebec much? Or, 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 oh, are yeah, absolutely, yeah? absolutely. So I know I have a couple auction uh, house uh, customers, uh, some uh, rental houses partnerships, and. Of course, our bread and butter is cost recovery. So that's mainly what we have in Quebec. 
mm. is people wanted to know how much is going to uh, they can get reimbursed for their equipment right, on a job site. Right. right. But uh, my mom's Good. from France, and so I speak very rudimentary French, which helps. Lucky you. You're, you're, if you even have rudimentary, you're better than me, which is terrible because <laughs> I'm the one who's supposed to be up here talking to the Canadian market. But that's right. uh, that's well, well, well done. Well, great rental industry in Quebec. Uh, it's a huge, uh, a huge market there. Uh, and uh, and they uh, they they have some. Well, our our upcoming December issue is Broussard uh, rentals uh, in that. Uh, well, they have a few locations around Quebec. So uh, we 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 try to we try to talk to them whenever we can. Listen, uh, Nick, this has been great. Um, uh, 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 anything else you wanted to touch on uh, uh, that you'd been thinking about in the in the Canadian rates before we go? Uh, I think we covered it all. Yeah. But, uh, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it being uh, given the opportunity to come on. If people have more questions for you or they want to reach out to you to uh, ask about any anything you do, uh, what are what are the coordinates? Yeah, so um, you want me to give out my I can give out my email or my you can if uh, you can if you number. want. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, you. It's, uh, it's just it's just you and me. So you know. yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, if you want to reach out, hey, uh, it's uh, Nick N I C K dot Holsinger, which is H O L and Singer like the song. Right. at informa.com informa i-n-f-o-r-m-a.com great and yep so reach out to nick if you want uh that website again is equipmentwatch.com equipmentwatch.com would be the uh, the official channel but uh you know if you made it this far in the podcast now you've got nick's direct line so uh let me let me tell you you're uh, you're on the you're on the inside nick holsinger from equipment watch thank you very much for joining us today on counter talks thank you again appreciate it Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.